From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Wednesday, January 31st, the year 2018, and it is my pleasure on this cold 30-some-odd-degree day to welcome back to the show for the first time in a long time the managing editor for SB Nation's hockey uh, websites, the managing editor for Broad Street Hockey, which is the SB Nation Flyers website, the partnerships manager for The Ringer, the Bill Simmons website, co-host of, of, of the Broad Street Hockey Radio Show, fellow Quinnipiac alum, fellow Jersey guy, and most importantly for this interview, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, Mr. Travis Hughes. Welcome back, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Um, let's start with the Eagles, because that's why you're on the show. I, well, all right, so what the listener should know is that, that Travis, um, that we've been trying to do this for a couple weeks, and it just so happened that this was the week, and then lo and behold, you know, the uh, Philly Eagles did what they did. Um, I am a Jet fan who does not know how this feels, um, so how does this feel right now to be here five days out from a Super Bowl? Um, it's a pretty cool feeling. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going up to, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going home to Philly for the, uh, for the game. I'm going up on Friday and, uh, spending the weekend up there. So I'm looking forward to that. She's traveling and friends and all that, of course, as well. But, you know, the game should be great too. And, um, you know, I think that there's like actually, oddly enough, like the Eagle team has felt different all year to a lot of us who have been watching all year, and um, they've kind of at every single you know roadblock they've hit, they have come out stronger on the other side. But I, I think that there is a feeling that you know, despite the fact that they are playing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, I think that there's a feeling that they can do it and then that, that, that they can they can pull this off. Um, on Sunday, so you know, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot, a lot of energy from everybody who's been you know kind of in Philly the last couple of couple of weeks. Um, you know, apparently it feels like you know like the specific is kind of ready for it, and um, you know it's a kind of a palpable energy that you feel up there. So I'm excited to get up there for the weekend, and uh, you know I think a lot of people think you know similarly to, I, to how I feel uh, that that I, you know I'm not pretty confident in their ability to do it. Obviously, it's one football game, and you never know what's going to happen. But um, I am I am definitely confident in in their skill going up against this Patriots team. So I'm excited about it. It's, it's a pretty cool feeling, and um, it's it's different than than it was you know 14 years ago, 13 years ago when when they made it. You know, because at, at that point they had lost three NFC Championship games, and um, you know then they finally got over the hump, and it was like, all right, this is the year they're going to do it. And then of course they lost. So um, that year was a bit different, and, and kind of didn't really have the same energy around it because I think a lot of people were expecting them to get that deep and, you know, it was kind of a lost season if they didn't get that deep, whereas this season for the Eagles, I mean, I personally thought they were going to go 10-6 and six or something like that, so, um, you know, and losing Carson Wentz and all that and Jason Peters and Darren Sproles and Jordan Hicks and a bunch of other players who have been really important to the team, um, all those injuries and whatnot, the fact that they're in the Super Bowl despite all of that is, is pretty incredible and it's, uh, it's, it's been the most fun I've ever had watching an Eagles season, that's for sure. What um when when Wentz went down, Nick Foles obviously has been hit or miss in his career. Did you lose faith in that moment? Have you been surprised about how he and the team have responded? What was your reaction in the moment, and then uh, what did you expect would follow? Yeah, it was it was it was. Um, it, I don't say I, I didn't want to say I lost complete 
complete face, um, I, I did get feel the sense that it was going to be a lot less likely uh, that the team would get this far and that they could potentially win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Carson is the MVP of the team, in my in my opinion, is the MVP of the league. Um, he obviously had an incredible year, and I think if he was healthy, he would win MVP. Um, that said, Nick Foles is a is a is a suitable backup quarterback for the NFL, and backup quarterbacks have won Super Bowls before. Um, and, and I think that you know Foles is in a position, you know, in a system that he's familiar with, with a head coach that he's worked with a lot prior to this season. Um, you know, in Kansas City and, and whatnot. And, and, I, and I think that, um, you know, he's, he's proven that, that, that he can do it. Um, he, he's, he's through seven touchdowns in the game. He had, a, you know, an incredible year with the Eagles back under Chip Kelly. So um, the, the, the tools are there for him to be able to do this. And, you know, kind of you have a who is, who is a who was a quarterback himself in the league, a backup quarterback himself in the league for a long time, um, and also a guy who understands his strengths. Uh, who understands Nick Foles' strengths, that is, and, and who can, um, you know, scheme for that and, and, and really, like, set him up for success. And, and we've seen it in the last two playoff games that, that Doug Peterson has done exactly that for, for Nick Foles. So, um, you know, it's, it's played out well. Um, I, I, I wasn't, certainly wasn't expecting, like, against the Vikings that game to be 38-7. to to the Super Bowl and the Eagles later in this telecast. Um, how long have you been writing hockey now? It's got to be, what, 10 years? 9 years? Um, yeah, it's a little longer than 10. Uh, really since like 2007. So, yeah, it's been, it's been 11 years or so. Um, started up uh, Broad Street Hockey in 2008. Which is and, crazy. Um, yeah, it's been, that's, that's been another wild ride. It's been a long time. and um, you know, I don't really get to write as much as I would like to anymore. Uh, but it is uh, still, still in the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still for really fun working in hockey. I think that it's, you know, it's, a, it's still a fascinating sport. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of political things going on in the sport, which always makes it interesting to, get, interesting to cover. Um, I really hope I don't have to cover another lockout in a couple of years, but, you know, we, we kind of be, it kind of seem like we're inching towards that path as well, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting league, and, it, and, it, and it's, a, it, it's a fun game. Um, 
you actually read my mind because I, I have been wanting to ask somebody this for a long time and you are the perfect person. You have had to read rule books, uh, collective bargaining, uh, um, uh, uh, sorry, collective bargaining documents and things of that ilk now for over a decade. Have you recovered yet from reading all those documents? <laughs> it just kind of, you know, when you do this work, it just kind of it becomes what you, uh, you know, it just becomes part of the gig. You know, you, yeah. you, have, you have to know the game on the ice, but you also have to know it off the ice and, or off the field, or, you know, you have to, you have to have a full 360 view of it. So um, it's just part of the gig. And, and as long as you can, you know, it is, well, uh, I'm not going to say that the, the collective bargaining agreement is the most fascinating document of all time, of course. But, <laughs> you know, those sorts of things can be interesting as long as you're contextualizing it for, you know, what it actually means. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's, you know it's, it's our job to explain it to people and to, you know, kind of put to put it into context for them. And I find that part fun. Yeah, and, and, and you've done a really good job of writing things that actually make it easy to understand, which I think is important when, when you're dealing with something really complicated and, and really intricate, um, especially like expansion and contraction and, and relocation and all those things. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think, oh, thank you. Um, I think that, you know, y you, have to, you have to be able to do that, and that, that's really the skill that comes with it. And I think there are certainly people who have done, a, who have done, a, done a better job than I have at it, but I think that, um, you know, that, that's kind of what you have, what you have to... You have to put it in context. You have to put these things in context with people. You have to explain, you know, okay, why why do you think Quebec City is getting a team? You know, and, and there's like a million different reasons for that. And you have to tie it all together. Um, and so a lot of times you have to you have to cut through the BS to to, to find what that actual answer is. But um, and that 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 doubly is true when you get into things like lockouts and work stoppages and, and things like that. So um, you know, it's it's. It's the complicated side of the game. There's no doubt about that. All the all fight stuff, but um, you know, it's it's still it's still really fascinating. And I, I frankly like I've come to a point where I enjoy that stuff sometimes more than the off than the on ice stuff because um, <laughs> it's just so complicated. So now, with that as the context, are you surprised about how good Vegas has been right now? 33, 12, and four, 70 points, second best team in hockey points wise. Are you surprised about how well this has gone in year one? Yeah, of course. I think everybody has to be, and it's it's uh, um, it's it's really fascinating to see how this how, how this team has come together. I mean, George Gallant, he he's going to win Coach of the Year. There's no doubt about that. That's already in the bag. Um, you know, they're going to wind up being the most the most successful expansion program of all time. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that. You know, we do have to let some credit to the NHL on this one. They they built an expansion draft system that um, keeps. They they wanted the team to at least have a shot. You know, I don't think anybody expected the team to be. Um, you know, certainly not topped in the league, topped in the West, um, which they are. Um, I, I do think people. You know, they, they also weren't going to be the worst team in hockey history either. It wasn't going to take them. They weren't going to win seven games this year, like the Ottawa Senators did back in, back in you know, the early 90s when they, when they, expanded, when they, when they were an expansion team. Um, the league did not want to put them in a position like Atlanta was in, because I think you can easily see a situation like in Atlanta where, you know, there's a honeymoon period for the first couple of years, and then, you know, the team still stinks, and... Um, you know, nobody ever, nobody ever comes. comes you know, the, the, people stop going to games. Um, people tune out, and that is that, that is definitely 
a thing that is plausible in any expansion market, let alone one that's not traditional and doesn't exactly have the grassroots hockey um, kind of foundation that, that a lot of other cities have. So um, the NHL went out of their way to make sure that the expansion draft would be, um, you know, it, it would help Vegas build a team and that they would they would at least be somewhat competitive. They wouldn't be a complete laughing stock every night. And obviously George McPhee and George Galan and that entire staff in Vegas has gone above and beyond that. They built a team that is that is damn good. And um, you know, I really do think a lot of it has to come back to the coaching, but but they're a fun team, they're fast, they're they're getting great goaltending, which of course helps as well. Um, but even in that in that regard they've been able to, to, to weather some injuries. So um, it's been really cool to see, and I think that um, you know, I, I, I mean, it's basically, you know, I mean, it's pretty clear they're going to make the playoffs here. So it'll be really cool to uh, to uh, see, um, you know, that that fan base and, and that city in the postseason. And I'm actually going out there in two weeks when the Flyers play uh, their only game of the season in Vegas. So I'm excited to see it firsthand. Is that the real reason why you're going, Travis? <laughs> uh, talking with uh, Travis. Uh, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, it is. It is just. It is actually. Believe it or not, the reason I'm not going for any, any other reason. Uh, but I actually don't. You know, I'm not really growing up near Atlantic City. I'm not exactly a gambler. Yeah, it's just behind my system at a young age. So yeah, um, you know, it's really not my cup of tea. But you know, I'll have some drinks and I'll have a good time. But uh, it, it should be fun. I'm, I am really excited to see what a game is like in that market. I was out there for the expansion draft. Uh, in June, and that that was incredible. They, they sold out that arena, and it was a, it was a very cool event. Uh, that is a beautiful arena right on the Vegas Strip. But um, I'm excited to see what the game atmosphere is like there. Talking with Travis Hughes from SB Nation and Vox Media. Um, on Friday uh, night, not not this Friday, but next Friday, uh, a, a torch will be lit, and the Olympics will start, and the NHL will continue. Now that it's here, what do you think about the decision? What impact do you think? Um, It'll have, in terms of hockey not getting top billing, part of that's the time zone difference, part of that's the fact that um, there are no NHL players there. Uh, are you possibly intrigued more, in a sense, because this is amateurs? What's your thought? You know, here we are nine days out from, uh, from these Olympics beginning. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's going to be weird. I mean, there's this whole dispute with, with NBC and, you know, the NBC is certainly not happy that the NHL is not sending the players. Um, you know, it's, 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 um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. I still don't exactly know how it's going to play out. Um, you know, there's a whole, the whole context of the 2022 20, games as well in, in Beijing. Um, and will the, NFL, will, will the NHL go to those ones? <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of the same question and, and the, you know, it's basically kind of this little slap in the face of Korea here because they're basically saying you don't matter. You know, we're going to go to Beijing. Basically. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear they're going to go to Beijing because it's China. They're, they're playing exhibition games in China already. They, they want to be in front of that market. Um, but, you know, they're basically saying that Korea, like, this, this doesn't, you don't matter. Um, so there's that whole element of it. There's the player angle of it. Obviously, the players will go. Um, and then there's just how it impacts the teams on the ice. You know, I mean, Canada and the USA are at a disadvantage because most of their their elite players play in the NHL. Um, Russia, well, although it's not officially the Russian team this year, it's it's the the weird kind of Olympic banner team because of the doping scandal. But um, you know that team probably has the best chance at winning because so many of their players play in the KHL, and those players are going to the Olympics. Um, the same can be said for Sweden. Uh, Sweden has one of the top leagues in the world, 
and and a lot of those players play with each other all the time, and, and they're going to go to the Olympics as well. So you know they're going to lose some of their talent from the NHL ranks, but um, you know for the for the most part, those teams are, are relatively complete. So we'll see how that how the actual tournament goes as well. But I think that you know the, the North American teams here are at a disadvantage, and that's as you said, like it's going to hurt the billing in terms of the the Olympics. I mean, you never know. Maybe maybe this, this scrappy USA squad goes on a on a run, and it's kind of a storybook type thing, but. I don't see it happening because <laughs> some of the, so many of the other countries are at um, while not full speed, you know, they're at they're at relatively uh, full speed. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I, I really have a lot of questions about about what's going to happen. If there's going to be interest in it, I think that you know this is an, it's going to be a weird Olympics. But ultimately, the Winter Olympics are not that deep in terms of interest. Uh, there's figure skating, which is always number one. You know, the women's hockey tournament is going to be fantastic, as it always is. Um, and that's probably going to end in the USA-Canada gold medal game again. Um, you know, and, and that'll be great. Um, you know, but other than that, I mean, all of the other sports are, you know, curling kind of, like, has a little bit of a cult following, but it's on at weird times and doesn't really get the same kind of pull. Um, you know, you know, skiing is always interesting. And then there are some, some really cool sports at the Winter Olympics, but in terms of sports that people really follow and get into... It really is just hockey and figure skating for the most part. Um, you know, we're we're missing a lot of the, a lot of the hockey on the men's side this year. So I really I really don't know how it's going to play and, and what NBC's going to going to going to going to do with it. And um, you know, but but there will be interesting storylines and it and it will, will still be fun despite the fact that the NHL players aren't going. Um, a couple quickies or sorry, a couple quick questions here in our last couple minutes with Travis Hughes, number one partnerships manager for the Ringer. Um, a, what does that entail that you can reveal? And B, what is it like working with somebody like Bill Simmons and his team? Um, say what you want about Simmons. He's highly respected as a um, major entrepreneur. And I don't know if, uh, if uh, sorry, genius is, is the right word. But, 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 but somebody who has helped develop a medium and his team who's always been um, well-respected going back to the Grantland days. Uh, yeah, so I don't have too much insight into like you know their business necessarily. I, I work with them. I, I manage our partnership with them. Um, I work at Vox Media, and we have a partnership with The Ringer. And um, you know, they 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 their website is hosted on Chorus, which is our our uh, content management system. Um, you know, and, and, and we we built that uh, in house here, and it runs all of our owned and operated sites as well as as well as The Ringer um, as a partner. So. Um, you know, we design their website on course for them and, and um, you know, we give them the tools and, you know, my job is to help them utilize those tools as best as they can and to, um, you know, help them around around some of the, you know, some of the knowledge we have of how our platform works and how, frankly, the Internet at large works. And, um, you know, we, we, we talk about that sort of stuff all the time and, um you know, it's it, it it is it is a lot of a lot of fun. I mean, I think they the, 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 those folks run an incredible website. Yeah. And um, you know, the, the, the podcast network is fantastic. Their their content on a daily basis is just consistently really damn good. And uh, it's really cool to be able to work with them. And, and basically, you know, part of my job there is to help you know help give them tips and tricks to get get their get their content in front of as many people as possible. Um, you know, using the tools that we have in Chorus and kind of our knowledge here at Vox. So um, that's a really broad way of saying that uh, I get to help them grow their audience, and uh, it's really fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, again, it's, they have a really talented, really easy-to-work-with team, and, um, 
again, it's it's easy because because their content is so darn good, um, and they just consistently spit out really cool stuff. Um, and you know, they, they they have like a mentality, I think, of um, you know, just just kind of kind of making stuff up sometimes. You know, like, yeah. like last week they did a they did a Tim Reagan's week, uh, Tim Reagan's day, and Tim Reagan's the character from Friday Night Lights, and um, he's kind of a you know, which is a cult show of its own, but yeah. he's kind of the character that that that. Uh, has even more of a following than most on that show. So, you know, they just made a day and they, they published six pieces about some writing on the same day and that was just the thing they came up with, you know, and like, they just do really cool stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, it, they're, they're really fun to work with and I think it's a good partnership for both, for both sides. All right. The three easy, quick questions Travis used to close this podcast. Number one, will the Flyers who are 8-2-0 and over their last 10 make the playoffs? Number two, the best bar in Washington, D.C. is, and number three, what happens on Sunday? Um, the Eagles are going to win on Sunday. It's going to be close, but they're going to win. Um, and they're going to get to Tom Brady a bunch, and they're going to make him see ghosts, and it's going to be great. Um, the best bar in Washington, D.C., that depends on what you want. Um, <laughs> but I'm partial to Better Sports Cafe. It's Morgan. It's a great sports bar. It's also a Philly bar. Uh, their owner is from the suburbs of Philadelphia, and the, the bar is named after uh, the town where he often went to the beach in New Jersey. Or New Jersey. Um, and the first question was, will the Flyers make the playoffs? And that is a toss-up. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes, um, but I'm not exactly confident in saying that. I think it's, they're in a really tough division, and I can actually see them finishing anywhere from, from second place to seventh place in that division. Um, but they are... There are more spots in the playoffs than there are not in the playoffs in that division right now. So, um, you know, I, I think that that uh, odds are in their favor that they will that they will finish on the right side of the line. But uh, I really don't know. I really don't have a clue. If you read the Ringers content, he made sure that it looks right and is formatted right. And if you read SB Nation's hockey content, he made sure that that the things were written correctly and the words are right and uh, they're posted correctly. He runs the SB Nation. Hockey websites, he talks about the Flyers, he occasionally writes about the Flyers, and he makes sure that all the ringer stuff actually sees the web correctly. Travis Hughes, it's been way too long. So happy to have you back on the show, and uh, I hope Sunday goes your way, and I hope you can calmly enjoy it. Yeah, go birds. We'll see. Thanks for coming on Teeing It Up, and thank you all for listening. This is the first of four Super Bowl-related podcasts this week, so enjoy, everybody, and thank you, sir, for your time. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it.